We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Light Years Radio. We are recording this on the Spotify Green Room app. Andy, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. We got some exciting things in the works. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, we Sam and I realized that in the last couple of years that we have so many people that want to watch games with us and just talk with us and just listen to Sam talk, which I don't understand how, <laughs> that we just we decided to partner with a company. <laughs> we decided to partner with a, a friend of ours, Playback. So we'll give you guys more details. But basically, we're going to allow the ability to watch, allow you guys the ability to watch games with us moving forward. We'll do it with the big games during the year. A lot of it's going to be premium only. So if you don't subscribe, make sure to just to subscribe. When that is uh, when that happens, but we're excited, man. I think uh, we've got a good community, good light years community, good great Warriors fans, and uh, it's going to be a great season. Thirteen days away from training camp, Sam. So I'm excited. Yeah, so we're going to do a couple test runs of playback during the preseason. Premium subscribers only will be able to check it out. But we are fairly confident during the season we will be able to open it to everyone for select games, and more importantly. I think we're pretty confident you guys are going to like it. The tech on this is, yeah. I don't know, I'm just very excited. I'm just going to continue to tease it. There will be uh, more to come in the coming weeks. Also, today, we are giving away another $100 gift certificate to Pacific Catch. Our friends at Pacific Catch uh, have been so gracious. Best caller gets a gift certificate. Pacific Catch, one of my favorite restaurants for takeout for food during the game. Uh, I think the thing I like most about Pacific Catch is the menu really does have something for everybody. So without further ado, let's get this show started, Andy. Um, All right. So I want to talk about this. So like obviously coming into this season, everyone's expecting Steph to play like an MVP because he's Steph. Uh, Everyone's expecting Draymond to play like a defensive player of the year and hopefully shoot the ball a little better. Like that'd be nice. And obviously – you know, we hope Clay gets healthy over the course of the year. And, you know, we can see the Clay Thompson we knew by the end of the season. For me, what's interesting is kind of the rest of the roster. I think it's a more interesting roster than last year. And I kind of just thought, let's talk about that. Like, who do we think is going to be the breakout player on this roster? 
going forward. Doesn't have to be a young guy, can be a veteran, can honestly be anything, but someone who we're expecting to break out relative to expectations. I've been thinking all day, thinking all week, Sam. Do you want me to go first or would you like to take a first crack at this? No, why don't you go? I mean, for you, let, let's start with this. What would you consider like a breakout player, a breakout performance this year? We're like, we're talking about someone I, who exceeds, ex- like what, what is exceeding expectations for you? I, I would consider it, see the health stuff, I kind of don't, take the health stuff into account. Cause it's like, if Otto Porter Jr. is healthy, does that count as a breakout? Like, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say to me, it has to be something where you see that person become better at their job just without, without health being part of it. Because I think so much of this is if Clay's healthy, cool. Draymond's healthier. He plays, but like Otto, the Pania Bielitz, a lot of these guys, James Weissman, right? Like a lot of this is so, so much health stuff that I don't, I don't really take that into account for me. It's like, what is it about them that makes them better this season versus the last? And for me, I actually decided to go a little bit against the great. I, I just went Steve Kerr. I think Steve Kerr is going to be the big breakout because I could go larger coaching staff, but everybody's going to, you know, kind of the only person that gets the credit or gets the criticism is Steve Kerr. So I'm going to choose Steve what, Kerr. What, what? <laughs> I'm going to choose Steve and it's going to be an extension to the coaching staff because I feel like if there's one if there's one part of the Warriors that was missing that they needed help on a lot last year was the coaching staff was Steve Kerr. A lot of it was just simple stuff like playing Steph more. A lot of it was how, what are you guys doing with James Wiseman? A lot of it was, how did you guys develop Jordan Poole? Why didn't he play in the beginning of the season? Did he really spend that much time in Santa Cruz for two weeks? Did he really gain that much confidence that he's all of a sudden this great player? Because he was pretty bad. Right. Like, was it really, by the way, by the way, by the way, Chris Weems, uh, did he get did he just get promoted? I think he did, or, or something like that, right? He's he's player development now. So this season, I feel like actually that's a good segue, Sam. Player development is is top of the list for the Warriors. I think a lot of these guys like Jordan Poole and Wiseman are going to look a lot better this season with Weems and a couple of the new hires that they have. And Kenny Atkinson's a head coach. I mean, he's got the chops to be a head coach. He's not, you know, he's not Bruce Frazier, Sam. Like he's a real head coach where he actually understands the game and actually is able to tell Steve, like, hey. This is something we probably should be doing. So I, I expect things to be a lot different this season. Um, so I'm just going to kick it off by, by starting there. I like it. I mean, yeah, it's kind of a um, – I don't even know the right way to put it, but your point stands. If they get an above-average performance from the development staff, that's going to go a long way in terms of this team exceeding that 48-and-a-half win total. It's not necessarily about one player. It's about every player – um, overperforming and being a little bit better than you expected. Last year, obviously, we kind of saw like the worst case scenario with Wiseman. Um, didn't really know what he was doing. Didn't really have a role. Lost confidence midway through the year. Didn't seem like the coaching staff was helping. I, I can't think of a worse way for it to go for a player with that kind of talent. So, yeah, if the coaching staff gets everything in line, maybe Wiseman is a little more productive this year. Maybe Kuminga is a little better than you expect as a rookie. Yeah. Maybe Moses Moody forces his way into the rotation. He seems like he has the skill set to, um, yeah. you know, not not be a star, but just like fill a functional role off the bench. Um, all those little things, really. You know, maybe maybe they even get more of like Damian Lee and want Scott Anderson, yeah. some of those guys, right? I think so. so I th- I think so, and, like, and probably like Poole, right? Probably. Yeah. I was going to say, for me, I'm saying Jordan Poole, calling it today. 
he's winning most improved player in the NBA. Might even win six man of the year. <laughs> I think I think this team hear me hear me out on the reasons here. Sources may say that, you know, certain front office members wanted him played more last year than he was early in the season. Damn right. They're uh the Steph Curry Jordan Poole combo had like the best plus minus of any two players on this team outside of Steph and Draymond. Uh, and quite frankly, short of Clay being all the way back, which I don't think anyone expects to happen before the end of the year, like even if even if Clay has a great recovery, he's going to be minutes limits. He's going to be managed. They're going to do all the things to ensure he doesn't re aggravate anything. They really need some more offensive creation. No one's better suited for that than Jordan Poole, honestly. Uh, he's also probably been in the facility more than anyone in the offseason. He's already pretty good, but I feel like Warrior fans thought he was good based on what we saw at the end of last year. This might be the year he averages 15, 17, 18, maybe even 20 points. That's, that's probably a lot. But like in the high teens, and he's kind Whoa. of on the national radar, and people are like, ooh, Jordan Poole's a nice player for the Warriors. Oh, wow. Should, is he the new Lou Will? Is he sixth man of the year? Is he CJ McCollum? That sort of thing. Yeah, I don't I mean, yeah. No, but I do think the Warriors are going to be pretty dependent on him, especially when you consider the fact that, like, Clay minutes limit. Damian Lee, good for what he is, but, like, how many minutes are you really going to play Damian Lee? Moses Moody, teenager. They lost Bazemore, who is a veteran. So even if you don't like Bazemore, that's just a veteran curve won't be playing right like that sort of thing um they don't have a backup point guard so that's jordan pool right there kuminga if you think he's a small forward and you want to put what you know wiggins at the shooting guard yeah um probably not gonna play like yeah i think there's a pathway even steve kerr said it in the offseason steve kerr said he might play 30 minutes per game for us if he plays 30 minutes a game he's gonna average in the high teens I think he does it more efficiently than he did last year. I thought he was I thought he was reasonably efficient. He was like he was efficient for a second year scoring guard. Not necessarily the efficiency you want for a team with like deep playoff aspirations. I think it's possible he takes a step. I would not be surprised if he was sixth man of the year or um or you know most improved player. Here's what I think, Sam, to take it one step further. They need him to take a step. They 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 need him. They can't they can't afford Jordan Poole to to be who he was last season. Frankly, I mean, first season in his first season rookie year, he's awful. You know, you look go back and listen to all the pods. I was watching him like, man, this is rough. Then he, he then you you just said he was he's been in the gym more than anyone else. He was like that last year too. Like that's how he got so good. He genuinely improved. Uh, loves basketball. And now if he takes that step again, I, I'm with you. Like I think he gets there. The Warriors need him to get there too. Though, like that—that's the other thing. The Warriors can't sit back and say, "Like, it'd be nice if Jordan Poole is—is is, you know, become someone like CJ or Lou Will." But you know, we can win games without that. It's like, no, you kind of need that guy to play thirty minutes. Like Steve, you kind of don't have a choice. He might be your—you said this many times, and for those that said that, they might need him to be the second leading scorer on the team. Yeah, I mean, until Clay is one hundred percent back, which I don't anticipate happening until like playoff time. Um, yeah. they need to generate offense from somewhere. Wiggins is Wiggins is who he is. I think all things considered, Wiggins is overperforming our expectations. He's giving them plus defense. He's giving them somewhere in the team scoring. He's hitting open shots. He's doing his thing. Jordan Poole can actually create his own shot, which is something they need. 
last year, I got the numbers in front of me. Last year, he shot 35% from three, 55% from two, and 88% from the free throw line. I think there's a decent chance he gets up to 38% from three. And we can t- he takes he takes kind of Steph, well, not not quite as crazy a shot as Steph, but he takes like he does not take an he does not take easy. He takes shots. about if shots. He can get yeah. yeah, if he gets to 37% from three, that's really impressive considering the type of bailout shots he takes. Um I think the shot creation's there. I know he operates off ball a lot, but he's actually able to put it on the floor if someone closes on him hard and make a play for someone else. And he's becoming a pretty decent finisher. He's pretty crafty inside. So I think I think he's going to be a breakout player this year. I think he's going to catch a lot of people around the league. And I think the Warriors need Yeah. I mean, I, the only maybe a minor pushback is that um, I, I feel like he's not athletic enough uh, maybe to be like a big time scorer. Yeah. And I think a lot of people say that about Steph, but Steph's elite, elite shooting, right? So I, that's the only pushback I have. Maybe he gets better at drawing fouls. That's one way. Maybe he's craftier with the basketball because he turns it off, turns it over a lot. So maybe he gets better handling the ball. He's young, right? Year three. So he can do all those things. He can get better at all those things. But here's the thing, Sam, because I'm selfish. I'm going to bring it back to my point. That's what the coaching staff is for. Like that, that, that's what mm. their job is, is to, to, to put Jordan. I can already, I, I can already, yeah. I can already see you kind of scammed yeah. my question because no matter who ends up being the breakout player, like <laughs> see, I was right. Coaching. <laughs> well, it's like far anxiety, right? Like what? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter who on the giants is good. Just far on Jersey in the cart, right? <laughs> it's fine. No matter what. Um, We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, I see what you're saying. Should we open this to some callers, see what some see what some of the light years listeners have to say? Yeah, let's get to the – yeah, and then let's pick a best one. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Just as we mentioned – Best caller gets a hundred dollar gift to a specific catch. Jake. Jake, what's up, man? I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> oh oh wow! What? Oh, there we try. go. Wow, my man. I, I just, I just want to keep tradition going. Um, so my breakout player, he hasn't played yet, but I think uh, who's going to burst onto the scenes and be a real contributor is Moses Moody. I think he's just going to do a lot of things that the warrior system values more than other NBA systems. And it's just going to really play well into our hands. So really excited about him. I think he's going to be a real big contributor. And then I also had one quick question for you guys is which of your 
which of the development coaches is your favorite addition and where should we expect to see those improvements throughout the season oh, from that man. coach? Oh, this is great. For sources, Andy's been at the facility at 6 a.m. every day with Milejevic working on big man post-up moves, uh, <laughs> teaching Wiseman how to screen like Zaza. Now, um, I do like the Moody pick. So, like, I, I want to talk on the Moody thing real quick. I can see Steve Kerr loving him because he knows exactly how to play in the system. He's not going to try to do too much. You know how Kerr hates it when guys try to do too much when – they're not, um, you know, Steph Curry or Kevin Durant. So I feel like Moody's going to be the guy who makes the right play, understands when he should shoot, when he should pass, understand where to rotate on defense. I would not be surprised if by midseason uh, he was playing over 20 minutes a game. Yep. So that's a good, that's a good call, um, yep. even though he's young. Uh, which of the development coaches are you most excited for? Or which of the new coaches in general are you most excited for? I you you just took it from me because uh, you mentioned Mihailovic. Uh, I, I I'm most excited for him mainly because he's James Wiseman's bodyguard essentially this season. He's just going to be attached at the hip to Wiseman all year. He he <laughs> and, does uh, he does like look like a traditional like bodyguard <laughs> bouncer. Like it looks like a guy who who's uh, who's going to come up to you because you you know you look you've had one too many drinks at the club. Let you know get yourself oh, in line picking you out. Dude, you sober up quick, though. You see someone like that look at you, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm good. No, I'm fine. I'm completely fine. I'm sober. <laughs> so, so this, I, I mean, exactly. I, we don't know. I don't know anything about him. But, like, you know, he, he helped Jokic. I, I just I want to see Wiseman play better basketball. I feel bad for him. COVID, injury, all of that stuff. No experience. So I want Wiseman to play better, and I hope this guy – that's why I'm excited. I hope if Wiseman can be a rebounder, a little bit a better defender and average 10 points, Per thirty six or whatever, no, not per thirty six. But if he can, if he can just get, if he's just better defensively, he just he just has more fun out there, man. I mean, we didn't see Wiseman smile all year. No vibes, no good vibes for him. So I'm excited to see what he looks like. You know, hopefully by December. I am so I'm excited for all of them, which is an incredibly weak hedge answer. But um, to add on <laughs> to that, like I'm excited for I'm excited for Jama just because of all the players in Toronto he's worked with, but I feel like we might not see the results of that yep. until next year. I feel like he's the type of guy who is going to really help Kuminga, um, you know, kind of take all those raw tools and make him a really productive uh, actual winning player. But that's a thing that's going to happen over a couple of years. Who I'm really most excited about is Kenny Atkinson. I'm just excited to have a coach in there. It's not even a development thing, just someone who's a proven winning NBA coach who will present new ideas to Steve Kerr, who will push them to just kind of, I don't want to say modernize, but like just have a different voice in the coach's room that actually matters. Like Kenny Atkinson's not the 28 year old assistant at the end of the bench. He's been an NBA coach when he says something in theory, it should carry a little weight. And so I'm excited to see what kind of little wrinkles, not, not only do they put in the offense and defense, but just like rotationally and stuff, because I think one of the complaints we've had and the listeners have had is like it, it was starting to get a little stale. Like just sometimes you just need a new voice in the room. Yep. Yep. I mean, the last time that we had someone close to Kenny Atkinson's, um, I mean, it's, it's Alfred Gentry. So, it, it, and that was successful. So, yeah, I'm with you. All right. Keep moving. Ryan. Hey, um, how are you guys doing? Good. Wonderful Good, Wednesday. Brother. 
happy hour time. It's not really <laughs> evening. What do we call five? <laughs> commute, commute time. Definitely, definitely happy. Nice. Definitely happy hour. Yeah, uh, you guys sort of just stole my answer. I was going to say uh, Kenny Atkinson because a lot of the stuff we're hoping for developmental increases actually relies on Kenny Atkinson sort of coming in and being a foil to Kerr. Think like how Alvin Gentry was the foil, as you guys were saying. Some increased Jordan Poole pick and roll potentially with Wiseman to make Wiseman look a a little better, makes Poole look a little better. Um, Simplifying roles for role players. So Damian Lee gets a little better maybe in a more simplified role instead of some of the extra cutting. Just stuff like that, just being the extra voice of reason that challenges Kerr because he has the pedigree to challenge Kerr unlike... Um, unlike Jerron Collins, like is Jerron Collins really going to call out Kerr on something? I don't think that's going to happen. It's just that type of guy. I think Kenny Atkins is the guy who's just going to come in and help change some of the stuff, but not all of the stuff and sort of mesh modernization with Steve Kerr's offense, which I think is a perfect compromise between the two. Agreed. Who's your breakout player? Yeah, um, and breakout player just based on what Kenny Atkinson does, I've seen with D'Angelo Russell, he made D'Angelo Russell look like an Eastern Conference all-star. So I'm just going to go with Jordan Poole with an increased pick-and-roll diet with um, with Kenny Atkinson, hopefully. Mm, I love that. I like it, Ryan. That's a good one. Keep moving. Pick-and-roll diet. I'm stealing that. What's up, fellas? How we doing? <laughs> Will. 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 I'm good. I've got a guy for you. Um, Otto Porter. It's a proven year for him. You know, he's got to earn it. If he can replicate close to those numbers that we've seen on the catch and shoot, that's a hell of a pickup. And he's going to be playing a lot because Clay's out till Christmas at the beginning of the season. If he could be our breakout player, I know he had a huge contract in the league, but I think a lot of people have forgotten about how good of a guy he is. I don't know. I'm kind of on the auto porter train because his career kind of revolves around this season going well because he signed a prove it deal for a lot less than he was making on his contract. So, Otto Porter's my breakout player. Um, and then if we can maybe get some pool James Wiseman pick and roll like we got with Jared Jack and Landry back in the day, that would be icing on the cake. So I don't know, man. I, I'm going with Otto Porter. That's my pick. I like it. Um, I think Andy's anti-auto being ex- you know uh, allowable as an answer, but I am pro Otto Porter being a breakout star. I do agree with you. Otto being healthy and playing up to his capability would not only be huge for his career, because like obviously he went from making 25 a year to the veteran minimum. It'd be huge for the Warriors. There's just not a lot of 6'8", six, 6'9", six, guys who can potentially guard multiple positions and shoot at that clip. Like The list is very short, finding wings who can do the things he does. So I like it. I think if Otto Porter is healthy and back the way you're saying, I feel pretty confident about this team exceeding the 48 and a half. Like Otto Porter alone would be enough for me to feel comfortable. I feel that. What is, what is your expectation coming into the season? Like, do you think they can win 50 games? Where are you at with that? I think it's possible. They just need some things to break right for them with health is really what it comes down to. Yeah. Andy, you, yeah. want, you want to answer that one? It's like, yeah, if Otto's I'm fully healthy, it's it's I'm like I, I don't know if I'd bet I don't know if I'd bet on it like I don't know if I'd bet <laughs> on Otto Porter playing seventy games but like if he's healthy if Clay doesn't have setbacks and if Wiseman and Poole take steps like they should win fifty games pretty easy yeah I I agree but, I'm with you yeah I agree I I agree by the way we also went over this a little bit on our uh, on our last podcast too uh, with the over under mm-hmm. question but I, I'm with you just looking at it that puts them in a tier of 
I would say 50 wins, probably not Portland here, right? And 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 they've picked up players. Like, really what they've done is they've done addition by subtraction. I mean, literally addition by subtraction. But, like, they subtracted low IQ players for guys that can shoot and know how to play basketball, at least know how to play basketball in the current system. So if you can play basketball in the current system, that usually leads to wins. Absolutely. And we know they're going to play that system. And we know if you execute that system – at a reasonably high level, you maximize Steph and Draymond. Maximizing Steph and Draymond leads to a lot of W's. Mark in the chat goes, that's a lot of ifs. It is. This roster is, it's a lot of ifs. It's like if Otto can have a, you know, prove it healthy season. If uh, Jordan Poole can take a step. If Clay can have a positive return from injury. It's it's just the reality of the team. I could see all those things breaking right and I'm like being, one of the best teams in the league. I could also see none of those things happening and it being kind of miserable, like, you know, last couple of years. So it, it is what it is. Like they, they're intriguing because of all the gambles. Yeah. Also, they might be Makes our life infuriating easy. because of all the gambles. <laughs> all right. Keep moving. Maxwell. What's up, man? What's up guys. Do you want the, the, the question or the breakout player first? Either Go one, the breakout player first. Yeah. Um, this might be a cheap answer, but I think Wiseman's going to be the breakout player just because uh, I didn't think he was as bad as some thought last year, but he obviously could have been much better. And I just think uh, as every year two player does, there's that 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 leap, and I think he's going to take that. And I don't – just the other candidates, I don't really see any other player being able to have a breakout year. I mean, I thought of Gary Payton a second, but I don't think he's going to be able to play enough to be a breakout player. So I think it's going to be Wiseman. And uh, the question I wanted to ask you guys is, out of all the years, what do you think is the most ridiculous clutch propaganda piece that you've seen, or specifically LeBron <laughs> propaganda piece? And I would like to throw out as a nominee, the, 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 I see this tweet every couple weeks that LeBron, Iggy, it's, it's, it's the same thing every time, throwback to when Iggy locked down LeBron and people like put up his stats acting like Iggy didn't hold him to under 40% shooting, which is god-awful. 40% is the bare minimum. Iggy held him to 39% shooting, and people put Iggy up those actually, stats. Iggy actually held him to 33%. He shot 39% 33%. on the series. And yes, I know just, that off my top of my head. Put up those stats. He, someone had to put up those stats. I mean, it, am I right? I mean, they he was taking so many fucking shots every game. He's, he's going to score some, and... I, that's my nominee. <laughs> Maxwell, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, so everything around the 2015 finals MVP, it's just, uh, one, I just don't care anymore. But two, yeah. that is about the time I realized, oh, like the media is not serious at all. It's all about like the narrative. No. Because they were so ready to crown LeBron the MVP after they won game two and it was a one, one series. Like they were, they basically considered the warriors a flop for not sweeping them. Meanwhile, anyone else right. wins in six games. It's like, all right, you, you kind of like you trip for a minute, exactly. figured it out, which is exactly how the exactly. series went. But because, and, and don't get me wrong. Like LeBron's LeBron. And he did play excellent basketball to just, keep them in the series for like a couple games there but it was mostly because the Warriors were they kind of 
first time in the finals, got a little yeah. nervous. Didn't they really were nervous capabilities, and it was just kind of like, all right, we're we're really writing these pieces about like how it's Herculean what he's done when yeah, it, it, look. Five years later, the Lakers win a series against the Miami Heat team where the three best players were injured, and it took them six games to win a series in a bubble where nobody's even watching. There's no pressure. They're playing pickup games. Like, what, what, what are we doing here? So, yes, I'm with you. The craziest shit I've heard about – the crazy, I'm trying to swear less, Sam. The craziest uh, story that I've heard on LeBron was I think the year yeah, – did a good job at that. <laughs> I think 2017, I want to say, an article came out where um, – uh, they said that LeBron's actually a genius because he's not he's not playing defense. He's actually conserving energy on offense. So it actually makes him one of the smartest players in the league. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, so you're I telling remember, me he's I just, remember, you remember, remember that? that one? Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> That's actually a great, it's like act, actually not playing defense so he can play offense makes him better. Um, yeah, no. That was... Uh, <laughs> That was that's a that's a personal favorite. I mean, honestly, I stopped paying attention and caring to all those, so I'm I'm having trouble <laughs> coming up with another one. But you guys are free to call in and call them because they're they are they're all shameless. So it is what it is. All right, keep oh, moving. Man. Asher is back. We're getting back up here. Asher. All right, I think I can hear you guys this time. Yeah, you're coming in loud. Beautiful. You're coming in clear on our end. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, all right, so my breakout player, I got to go with JTA. All I've heard for the past year is that he gets the ball in the right hands, and the big change we got this year is we got Clay coming back. So I'm putting my money on him, getting the ball in Clay's hands, getting the balls in Curry's hands, and uh, going crazy. Uh, but my wild card pick has got to be Damian Lee because he's got a baby on the way. <laughs> I like it. I like these picks. I can see it. I think they both are a little better than we give them credit for. They're just like – they're not cool play. They're, they're not cool picks because like everyone's like, you know, Kuga yeah, could right, be Kawhi, right. Wiseman could be AD. No one, no one's excited about like Damian Lee and JTA being like in their late twenties and scrapping and figuring out like nice little roles in the NBA as players. Like it's just not as cool a story. But I like it. It I, would not surprise me. I, I, hey, I, I like the JTA pick because you know we've talked about this you know when the season ended, but you know if JTA ups his volume of three-point shooting and keeps it at the 35-36% level, maybe 37, that's a breakout. I mean, that, that's a genuine breakout becomes, because he becomes a real 3 and D player. Like, I always throw out Royce O'Neal, but like he's going to have to shoot more threes in order to be that guy because he's not driving to the rim and he's not really playmaking. So 3 and D, right? And he shot one a game, and he shot it at like a, almost a 40% clip. Now, if he shoots that at two and a half a game, maybe even three a game, then we're talking about a player that's incredibly valuable. That's a breakout. Yeah, I, I think that's a, that's a great call-out. And, and it's not sexy, like you said. But if he becomes that player, I mean, he's, what, the seventh best guy on the team, if that's the case, sixth, maybe? A valuable rotation player, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. All right, keep moving. William, what's up, man? Uh, can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. All right, so my breakout star is unfortunately going to be Naminyan Belitsa, and I think Kerr is probably going to try to use him somewhat similar to David West offensively, 
Mm. And it will solve a lot of their issues with the lack of point guard depth. I know that they're trying to use Gary Payne II as their quote-unquote point guard, but he's probably going to be used more like a slasher off-ball off cuts. And so the only person that I could think of that can probably find him will be Naminya. And he can also space the floor a little bit. So I can see him being a little bit more healthy than Otto Porter Jr. So I think he'll probably be great. So, but other than that, the one story that I felt was weird from the LeBron camp was, unfortunately, had to deal with Kyrie being called a "quote unquote" son from the. Oh God, that is I believe that, that is a good. That was that was just insane to me. I don't like when like grown men get called like daddies or or "quote unquote" sons from. <laughs> A bunch yeah. of other grown men, especially when we're in a sport where African Americans are in a a growing part part of their lives, so it's just weird to me that people were just doing yeah. situation. Anyway, I'm out. But thanks for the call, William. Appreciate it. Great call. Yes, I think that one will always take the cake for me when they asked Kyrie. If was it even Le- funny? LeBron is like it a was disturbing figure to him. I was just like, yeah. Uh, it I was, don't know about um, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just, I mean, it's just, cringe is the word that comes to mind. Yeah, like, I don't really like. Doing I, just, here, man? I don't what even laugh doing? at it because, yeah, it's like, what do you do? <laughs> what was the point of it, right? I, I just I, to belabor the point, and, and I think we all know that Kyrie wasn't happy about that. That was. You know, one of the reasons, not one of the reasons, but it, it's certainly like it was the player, overarching reason for sure. Like not like that one specific quote, just like the whole thing. Right. Yeah. Where it's like and no the comments ever, like here he too. Was all, it was Kyrie's all, dad is well known. Yeah. It's like Kyrie has a dad. Like that was a crazy part. It's like, it's like, anyway, anyway, we don't have to go I mean, into this. It's just, it was absurd. I mean, it's not like it's an appropriate comment if his dad wasn't well known either. You know, so, yeah, right, right, yeah, You're right. Like, very like, true. Like, the, very I'm trying true. to think of the context in which it's appropriate. But anyway, um, all right, we're gonna we're gonna end it the way we end most of these with Pastor John. Yo, what's up, guys? I know I know who my breakout is, and it's one of those things like you can't you can't shake chemistry. And when my man boats in every game. Mr. Clay Thompson with his Gilligan hat, that's going to change everything around the words. But we've been stuttering without him the last two years, and that's my breakout. It doesn't matter how he plays, but I think he's going to be fine. He may not be peak Clay, but even 80% Clay is way better than zero Clay. But his chemistry is going to be so key that it's going to make up for the difference in his game. And that's who my breakout is Clay Thompson's chemistry. Oh, man, I love it. <laughs> I love that it. Is a gr- that is a great one. I like it. I like you, McWalters. That's a great way to end today's show. Appreciate everyone who stopped by. All right, who are we going to give it to today? I am, Andy and I are going to have to deliberate in the back. Give it, give it a minute, guys. All right. <laughs> I'm going, we're going with Jake Feingold. Jake, who for the first time has actually got his microphone to work on his first call-in this time. So just for that alone, also I like the Moses Moody call. Um, great, great starting call Jake, Jake message the light years Twitter account and we'll get that over to you appreciate everyone who stopped by today and listened later guys thanks guys
The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.